Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of uh, Square Triangle, where we are talking about whatever pay-per-view that was last week. WWE Fastlane 2023. Yeah. A five-match show? A five-match show for... Remember correctly? Yeah, so you guys watched it. Who watched it live? I watched it live. I did. It was so many ads. Yeah, how long? It was probably about an hour's worth of ads. Yeah, so you guys got about four hours of a live like show, right? Because I went back and I watched the replay and it was just about, it was like 15 minutes under three hours. So. Yeah, a lot of it was just ads. In pre-show. was ads. Yeah, so it. uh, pre-show would have added another hour. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. uh, Crazy. Almost a whole hour of ads, which is ridiculous. Not to mention, uh, every match that has had Rey Mysterio in it lately has been an ad match. Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like there was that Cinnamon Toast uh, match that he had. Yeah. It wasn't like the name of the gimmick. They got they got smart and didn't did. They're not doing that anymore. It's not but, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. No, yeah, they just exactly. like they, they're just basically like putting you know this match whatever the um the sponsor for the match is like right around the ring. And on yeah. the LED boards around the ring, so yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, that's fine. That's but fine. It, it, it just... An hour... I, I would rather have that than an hour of ads, if I had to pick one. Yeah. So watching the replay was probably way... It felt so different than sitting down at my buddy's house and watching the pay-per-view, because it's just there's no ads. It's just match after match after match. And I was like, oh, this makes it so much more memorable, because we have 30, 45... So it's an hour, an hour and a half of actual fucking wrestling, it seems like. If I'm looking at this Just time, about. right? So, yeah, 20 minutes for Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, 10 minutes for Rey Mysterio, 17 minutes for the Women's Triple Threat, 17 minutes for LA Knight and John Cena, and then almost 30 minutes for Seth Rollins. How can you have this long of a fucking show in this little wrestling? <laughs> I will say those are great times for matches. It's just there. These matches know, were what they needed to be. Yes. Um, the, 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 the times are right. They could have just added maybe a match or two within. The yeah. Uh, space. This definitely felt like one of those like shit. Just throw a card together kind of shows. <laughs> we have this paper. You say, so you say that, but like when we get into the first match, this is probably only a match. Most of us. Remember. Yeah. Um, uh, like they made moves for the story they did uh all of these i guess had like some story elements coming in but it's just how long was the Rey mysterio uh latino world order and bobby lashley feud going for before this how many weeks probably about a couple weeks maybe yeah okay so this seems like a good like short feud i don't feel like this feud should continue but we'll get into uh these matches so, in an interesting decision, they start the night with Cody and Jay and the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, for the undisputed tag team titles. That still haven't been combined into a single title. That still haven't been combined into a single titles and seem to not be a focus of the show anymore because we got another title change as Cody and Jay beat Judgment Day, despite the fact that only mere weeks ago, they wanted to have Judgment Day dripped in gold, it felt like. And now it just feels like Judgment Day is becoming an afterthought. Don't forget, I don't know if it was after this or before this, but like, 
Dom lost the North American title, a bunch of firings happened, and then Dom won it again. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, he was supposed to lose it to uh, Mustafa Ali, but he got released, and then they put it on Trick Williams. Trick Williams had the shortest reign in history as Dominic Mysterio got it back. Won it again. Uh, Literally, like, three days later. It, odd booking decisions. Uh, but this Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes tag team goes up against Judgment Day and they win by pinfall after all the Judgment Day shenanigans kind of fall apart. Uh, do these belts feel as important as they used to? No, not no, at least. But they don't. They don't. They don't need to as long as they're telling a, a, an important story. And they kind of are, but they're also kind of not at the moment. Yeah, because they're still telling the story of of Cody Rhodes getting to the road to finishing his story. Yeah, it, um, they, it's going it's going in the classic like hero's hero's journey route where he's like we're in the filler he, arc. We're in the filler <laughs> we're in the filler arc where he teams up with someone he didn't expect to team up with. Yes, and, and on top of and on top of that, you know, um, I, I guess Cody they're just trying to keep him busy until they can pretty much put him back on the path to Roman for WrestleMania season. Yeah. So yeah, so right now they're just saying hey. Hold on to these for like maybe a month or two, and we'll figure it out as we go along. Roman's on vacation still. Uh, yeah. dude, I wish I could get paid to just not show up to work. Like so it would be so such a good Brock, fucking feeling, especially I was the, if I was if I was the face of the company, just not showing up. You know, people are like, we, I, I see these. Fair. Roman deserves that vacation. He does, but like, I see these threads on Twitter, and it's like, what wrestler? like personifies aura and it's all these things of Roman Reigns and I'm like really because you have to have an aura you have to be seen to have an aura like you're just you're not here <laughs> like Roman Reigns when he started doing heel stuff he kind of reminded me of like not my dad in particular but like a father the way he delivers promos and the just... way he speaks to like people in in uh in uh the way he speaks to his subordinates he's just in disappointed in you <laughs> yeah he's just forever disappointed in you but like Let's tr let's trace this tale of these belts. You had a huge storyline with Sammy and KO taking them off of Jay and Jimmy. Then you do nothing with Sammy and KO, and then they lose it on SummerSlam, right? Something like that. It was the uh, street no. fight where KO nearly killed himself with that swanton. Yeah. God, um. So you put them on Judgment Day, but then like the next pay-per-view, like right after you have the belts change hands again. <laughs> and it's just like, man, these. I just don't think people know. I don't think the writers know how to be like. Let's just do something. That isn't just give the final part of our feud three weeks into the feud. You know, yeah, like I, this, this match shouldn't have happened at Fastlane if this yeah, was the I case. Think, I just really think that uh, they just don't know how to do anything consistently with the tag team titles at this point. OK, um, yeah. Like after the Usos and the Bloodline storyline, those kind those belts have just kind of gone to irrelevancy. You know, they should have did something with Sammy and Kevin after that, you know, after that incredible feud that they have and the build up to that. And then nowadays, I guess they just wrote themselves into a corner with him somehow. Well, it just feels like it just feels like they have their cast like they have their. These are the people we want on TV. 
So it doesn't give them a lot of wiggle room to book like a good story because it's like, oh, we can't have other people come in. We have to focus on these people. We want to focus on these people. We fired all the bit actors. So they fired just, all the background actors. They, they fired all the background characters in WWE. And now you're stuck with a roster that you don't want to have constantly losing to each other. So you have to just make people seem weaker in comparison, I guess. I will say um, uh, Jay has full control of the crowd. He does. Jay is a goddamn Jay superhero. Is, like Jay is over as hell. Yes. And even in this like subpar, what whatever, however subpar we may think that the belts are being treated, like when he goes out in the ring, people pay attention every time. Yeah, I mean he is. I think we compared it. He is the Shawn Michaels to Jimmy Marty's Genetti. Like, I mean, they're both... Marty Janetti is entertaining, though. Yeah, he's That's still he's part. being like yeah. a he's being like a uh, like a comedic like heel, a which is clown. really funny. He's being a stooge. He's like, I'm in charge he, while Rowan's yeah. not here. Like, he, I, I, I love that because it's such a relatable character. It's it is definitely somebody I have met in my life. Somebody I have worked with, and I think all of like, us here have worked with that person. When like, you're like working Jimmy, and your boss isn't there, and you're in charge. Yeah, Jimmy, Uso, <laughs> Jimmy Uso has no business being this funny, but he yeah. is. Just it's, how, it's really good. Just how he sold it's the a, Mia Yim slap, like, still gets me. Like, she straight up, like, just stiffened up and fell over. Uh, I loved that because it was, it was like, what I do? Was yeah. Like that energy. And I mean, people pointed out, like, even Jimmy's new music has, like, hints of Roman's, like, song in it. So mm-hmm. it's just like, he's trying to be Roman while Roman's not there. And it's just Jay coming off as the this. theme song in the divorce. Yeah, Jey Uso got the theme song in the divorce. Um, but yeah, now we have Cody and Jay as tag team champions, kind of continuing this filler arc that will hopefully eventually get us to Cody and Roman and just end this goddamn whole saga, please. Right. Just, I'm tired of it. I want it over with. You've like, been tired since before, Russell, for, before WrestleMania. I don't want to hear it. There's a goddamn mosquito. <laughs> just yeah. flying around. I, I saw it fly damn. above your head. Yeah, I'm just like, there's a mosquito flying around and I... This is annoying. I will get this bug at some point during this podcast. Yep. <laughs> it's um, just... So, and, and we also had both brothers on on the um, on the pay per view. Yes, we did. Is, this is also mm-hmm. good, and we'll get to that uh, later on. Yeah. So the but... yeah the seemingly dominant Judgment Day uh, beaten by Jay and Cody seems fitting. They are like a superhero like team up. They are kind of like the Batman Superman of the team up right now. Yeah. Uh, in comparison, the two you get the two biggest stars on Raw, and you just put them, you know, put them on a show or combine yeah. them. That's and classic. also you put them on a bus with a, a bar full of liquor, and you get funny moments <laughs> out of them too. They did and then uh, you get the post show. Yeah, they did uh, get the the post show was great. They were kind of tipsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go into our next match, which is an okay match. I'm glad to see uh, Latino World Order still being focused, but I feel like they've taken a backseat to a lot of stuff on the show. Uh, I like that. Uh, I like seeing Carlito. Carlito looks great. Carlito, yeah. yeah. So the match starts out with just Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio against Lashley and the Street Profits. The third man isn't there. Commentary is not really mentioning that. You're just assuming it's a 2v3. They, so, they did mention it. Oh, they mentioned it. Well, I must have not heard it then. Because they, they were saying uh, that 
it was a storyline that Joaquin um, wasn't, uh, for some reason, wasn't answering Rey Mysterio or Santos' calls. Yeah. Um, and commentary speculated that it was like, oh, well, maybe he's just wisened up and said, hey, nuts to this, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they so might they, be... They mentioned that on the, on the cast. They might be removing some people from Latino World Order, it feels like. It seems like it's just been Ray, Santos, and Zelina lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the other two are injured. Uh, that might be the case. But yeah, so they go through this match until they get to a point. Uh, and then Carlito hits, and Carlito, he looks great. Like, this is the first time we've seen him since Backlash. Apparently, he's been under contract, just not having to come into work, Again. which is fascinating. Carlito's a part timer for WWE in 2023. <laughs> um, and he hits. He hits a move, and I think he pins Dawkins to win the match, but it's like right after he shows up, the match ends. This is a 10-minute mm-hmm. even long match. So, uh, Wait. Wait, Joaquin is was Zima, Zima Ion in TNA? Yeah, he was. With the fucking spray? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny as hell. People for... Oh, God, we'll get on to it, because it's... Uh, Everything that happened last night with the two shows going head to head, people are pointing out like remove, remove all the WWE guys from AEW and what do you get? And somebody's like remove the TNA guys from WWE and you lose LA Knight. Like what the fuck's your point? <laughs> like <laughs> well, wrestlers changing country, wrestlers changing fucking companies because they need a job. Incredible. <laughs> like I, I would also say I would also argue that LA Knight is not a, a TNA guy. He what he got big on TNA. Yeah, but he was he was going to be big no matter where he went. He was also big in NWA. He was NWA. He was a uh, like championship wrestling on the West Coast, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood, where he mm-hmm. had Paul Bearer as his manager before his death, yeah. which was interesting bit of knowledge to find out. Uh, Sometimes you find stuff out against your will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they beat uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And. I mean, this was a 10 minute match. It was it felt like just an extended raw match. Yeah, it was like eight minutes. And then and then Carlito comes out like, yeah. it's just eight minutes of beating up Rey Mysterio. And then Carlito comes out. Yeah. And then they Rey, win. Yeah. Rey Mysterio got like most. Motherfucker. Just goddamn mosquito. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it. Yeah, it just felt like an extended raw match where it's like, oh, look, here's the big return after WrestleMania. It's Carlito. That was basically the whole focus. That was basically the whole focus of the match, you know. Oh, uh, third sure. man is coming out to help the LWO. Here comes Carlito. You know, crowd pops big. He still looks great, but um, other than that, it's just uh, it it was it was what it was. It moved the story along. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait to see what they do about that on SmackDown between Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Yeah, but other than that, you know, standard match. Oh, we forgot to also mention uh, before this show started, we got Jade Cargill arriving. Uh, in WWE to and greeted by Triple H and stuff like that. There, Why I, she showed I, up in her wrestling gear and not like normal attire is just the most WWE thing. But I don't think I've ever seen Jade Cargill outside of wrestling gear, even in AEW. Mm-mm. Well, I think she was. I think that was like her. You know, I guess she was just there to do photo shoots or whatnot because yeah. they, they put a, her yeah. first render up on there. Yeah, this is where they get the. Media. This is where they get the renders and all the stuff yeah. that they can cut mm-hmm. in on but fucking she, posters. Like, she still looks amazing, you know. But yeah, given we just seen her like a month ago, she still looks good, yeah. you know. So, uh, uh, 
Yeah, yeah is... Jade. I I I really enjoy that they're giving her the red carpet treatment. That they're they're still treating Cody with reverence, even though you know. Yeah, they're, they're treating. They're, they're treating Jade Cargill like she's gonna be a mega star. All right, and, uh, and she is, and she will be. You know, I I see her challenging Rhea Ripley at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, she's gonna do great things. I mean, we can yeah, only they're hope. They're gonna have we to can, get a sensor near her. We we can only hope, right? Like. We only hope they're not we doing can't. this big old hype and then she starts her first match and loses in like five seconds. I can't I can't wait. I can't wait for her to be like, Michael Cole, cut the shit. Yeah. Uh oh, so, be like cut the crap because it's PG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh speaking of uh women's matches, we move on to the triple threat, which oh, I boy. would have been fine with <sighs> EO and Asuka just going full stardom on each oh, other. Boy. Why did Charlotte Flair have to be inserted into this match? We her, really need to have you talk about Charlotte Flair. Occasion. Her presence made this match awful because she was wrestling awful in this fucking match. Like her match, her presence actively made this match worse. It really did. It killed it. Asuka and Io had a has it have a chemistry from their shared history. You know, they probably I I don't know I don't have match histories, but I'm pretty sure they face each other in stardom or any something like that in the past. Charlotte cannot wrestle the Joshi style wrestling that these two women were ready to go at each other with. And, and, and that clearly showed in this match because there were several spots in this match where it was just Charlotte messing up shit left and right. And I'm like, I feel like she's just phoned it in at this point. Yeah, like, uh, it she's, just seems like, phoned it in. she's like a 15 time champion. She doesn't know. I mean, do like, anymore. I think she's phoned no, it in because seriously. she's she's not on top anymore. And I think that she's actively doing this now to I don't make know the other people worse. I don't know if she's doing this on purpose or not. All I've noticed that she, since she has come back, which was like a several months ago, she has seemed off in matches. Yeah, like, like something's she's been, not been the same. Something's been off with her. And I can't quite put my finger on it, but she's just not been good since she's returned. Yeah, and I mean, it hurt this match. I mean, before we started recording this, I wanted to give myself a challenge. I watched Fastlane Monday night uh, when I had the day off. It is currently Wednesday. I only really remember the Cody and Jay match. That's how forgettable a lot of these matches were. Uh, I mean, it's also much as my memory because I, you know, I can kind of think back to All In and kind of get like the stuff from there. It has moments, but it's like this fast lane was just like. I don't even remember. I didn't even remember who pinned who in the fucking bloodline John Cena L.A. Night match. Like, you know, that's the problem with a lot of these WWE pay-per-views around this time. They just become filler, you know, like other than Survivor Series, like during the fourth quarter of WWE, you know, they focus on Survivor Series. But then, you know, oh, well, now they have Crown Jewel now, which which, by the way, got announced for November 4th. But uh. Great. It just seems like they go on autopilot until the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it, it, uh, it kind of does. Yeah. I, they can probably like. get rid of Fastlane if you're going to keep Crown Jewel around. Like, we don't need this premium live event. If, again, you gotta let your fucking stories breathe a bit. Like... Yeah, and um, and like I said, and a lot of this, and, and a lot of this, um, this triple threat match, I just couldn't care for, you yeah. know, primarily because of the stuff with Charlotte and uh, 
We got uh, it. Just it just felt disappointing that you have Oscar and EO Sky. You can't quite put together that. Let them just have a you know absolute banger of a match with each other. Because I wouldn't have minded that, but you know. Speaking of someone who is still connecting with the crowd, EO Sky. The crowd. I mean, this is the one good decision they've made is keeping the title on her. Yeah, like she. They love her. She, yeah, they, they do. Love it, her. Started, it started at backlash. You hear the fucking yeah, hype? Yeah, she yeah. went. They went nuts for her at backlash. It's to the point now. I because WWE probably doesn't have as much independent control because of TK, uh, TKO now. I feel like they're probably having to listen to fan reactions now. It's led to the yep. LA Night push. It's led to EO being shown to be dominant still. Jay. Oh, no. Wasn't going to lose this Judgment Day match more than likely. I oh, feel and, and like, also, like investors want people to watch. And a, and a so. lot of that is TKO telling Vince, hey, you know, um, we're just going to, why don't you just let Triple H handle this and you can just like yeah, fuck off I, here with I just, us. I, I, did, I did read those reports that Triple H is so, gen- yeah, genuinely. If that has a lot charge. to do with it, that's a really good decision from TKO. And I'm well, all for it. TKO's like, while all these lawsuits are pending, you're going to just sit down. And collect a paycheck sit and let this man run a company. <laughs> yes. Nothing. Sit in your corner and think about you what you've done. I think this is like the four the first time in like 40 years where Vince McMahon has had his like PP slapped by somebody above him. Like mm-hmm. and it, it's leading to a somewhat better product when he hasn't, really reaction. Had, he hasn't really had a boss in like 30 years. Yeah. Uh but yeah, they keep the title on EO uh, after damage control gets involved. It prevents the ref from seeing Asuka submit Charlotte, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, EO hits her great moonsault. <laughs> and I Unlike think the she... shitty one that happened in the match, too. Yeah, I didn't remember there was a shitty one that happened. That's just these fucking matches. Like at some point, I just want EO and Asuka. You can just give us that match because I think every time match. I think every time you have Oscar and Charlotte in a match together, it actually degrades the quality. Something about these right. two don't have chemistry, and it actively hurts the third person in every one of these matches. I don't like, think I have seen a good Charlotte match in a very long time. It there has been Not one. In Sasha Banks, the last or Mercedes Monet, the last the last one who had chemistry with Charlotte. I think the last good match I can remember is when Rhea took the title off of her. Yeah, that one too. Where she so, almost killed herself several times. <laughs> was that the one where she like passed out on the on the turnbuckle? I th- maybe. Did I get, yeah, I, got I, like, I got like it. that one. That was a good one. Got no, it. I remember that. No, <laughs> I, I remember that uh, suplex that she did where she almost face planted. Yeah, the German suplex that she over rotated on and just over rotated and face planted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like, crazy. That, that's a sell. That's not her overdoing anything. That's just her selling. That's then you have a, that's the case. But then you have Cody also like almost killing himself uh, Monday night where he does him in a Jey Uso's new finisher and he almost pile drives himself while trying to hit KO with oh, the yeah, cutter. Oh yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, this man is not going to make it to WrestleMania if he keeps wrestling like this. Um, yeah, I mean, you could just give us EO and Asuka. Like, you don't yeah, have to EO keep and in... Asuka would be really good. You just, they, could, they could kill each other for 10 minutes. you and you. Get out there and kill each other. And then wrestling fans in WWE can see what actual Joshi wrestling is all about. Uh, well, a watered-down version. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they would completely disregard it and just try to kill each other in the ring. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, Asuka would be like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to take each other's fucking heads off. Kick uh, me harder. Yes. That's what she'd say. Kick me harder. Uh, yeah, and... Yeah, it's just... Charlotte just actively made this match worse. I'm like, I don't know if she just needs to go away again or if she just needs to be in a program with somebody somebody else who might have better chemistry, but her in these matches, her in these matches lately have just been fucking weird. And I don't know why. I think she just needs to have a a couple matches with people that she has better chemistry with because, uh, I just couldn't see rarely twice. I just, I just really couldn't, (laughs) you know, imagine she being this bad in a match with Oscar and EO sky and who are two of the most renowned women's wrestlers in the world. So it, it just came off really bad. It did. Uh, so moving on from that, we then get the John Cena LA Knight match against the Bloodline, who is currently Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, while Roman Reigns is on vacation. Paul Heyman is still with them. He's kind of acting like a babysitter, and he is the man is really getting into character because he has not dyed his hair since Roman left. So it is just showing like these two are stressing me out. Uh, it looks like he aged 20 years in six months yeah like when Roman left he stopped dying his hair so it's like Paul is looking stressed out mm-hmm. trying and to Jimmy control is Jimmy trying to control the kids yeah uh, you know that LA9 and John Cena are going to win this match like you have John Cena on a fucking pay-per-view one of my favorite spots was Paul Heyman on the phone giving the play-by-play to yeah, he had the play- And then after uh, LA, LA Knight pins, I think, Jimmy? He pins Jimmy. Yeah. He pins Jimmy. You hear Paul Heyman on the phone telling Roman Reigns, we got a problem. <laughs> as they're like <laughs> yeah. walking out of the uh, as they're walking favorite, out of the match. My favorite part of that, I saw a tweet about it that's, that, that this implies that Roman Reigns doesn't have a Peacock account. Yes. <laughs> so he doesn't Roman, even watch his own product. Roman Reigns is not watching fucking Fastlane. <laughs> they probably give him one of those for free because he's part of the roster. He's funny. You know, I would like to believe that WWE actually has a shared account that people can yeah. just lock into. Yeah. It's just going to be like, I what are they going to do? Not- block us? We're the company watching our company. I will say this about Peacock. It was a very smart decision for them to get the WWE Network. It really was. Um, because uh, this will, this, I would not have gotten a Peacock if it wasn't, I would not have gotten Peacock if it wasn't for WWE being on it. The and, only reason I was able to watch this is because my friend Kristen has a Peacock account and I just signed into it. <laughs> so nice. I don't have to pay um, and, for it. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. And like, I know my, my nephew wants to watch something else on Peacock that we'll probably get to. I'll get to with him on his own time. But yeah. like, still, uh, I would not have had a Peacock account if not for WWE. I mean, so this is the kind of thing like I would love for AEW to finally get to finally get onto Max. You know, have their whole back catalog of stuff. I would love to watch, even if it's like a day late. I would love to watch Dynamite like as an actual show. Most of my time watching Dynamite is seeing clips on Twitch or seeing clips on Twitter because I just don't have cable in this house anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that, I think that would work out perfect. And on top of that, they have all the whole Ring of Honor back catalog that goes back 20, 30 years. They can just yeah. use that as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a huge back catalog, and it could be like, cool, I'm watching Dynamite on Thursday. It's whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like, at least I'm watching I, Dynamite. At this point, um, having AEW on a streaming service like Max would help greatly, you know, with reaching to a, reaching a bigger audience, considering how many people are on Max. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think they just need to go on ahead and get that done. And I mean, it would be great if you wanted to put, like, documentaries together like WWE does. You know, here's the yeah. uh, 24 or whatever they do for stuff. It's like, here's it's really, like that stuff's all really good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all the I like a lot of the Boy, WWE stuff that they do was like, hey, here's all of this. And it's like, here's clips from old dynamites that you can't watch, you know, like you can't watch them because they're just not available anywhere. You know, I'd I love if they had the first all out. Yeah, was all in or the buy in or whatever. All, the hell it, was all, it was uh, all in. It was before the actual AW company yeah, started lo- it was the one I'd that ring of that honor show it was the one yeah. that ring of honor helped uh, produce mm-hmm. ray mysterio may have entered that yes he did uh but yeah the john cena la night match back to the fast lane um uh, 17 minutes again i can't tell you anything interesting that happened in this match but you're gonna see let... calling spots on camera oh yeah That's john cena spots on cameras. visibly on his back by the turnstile talking not even like subtle just he is straight up just having a conversation with solo sokoa he's like hey, going full speed. his mouth is going full speed while he's laying on his back and i just fucking cracked up like, i'm like hit your move that's all i'm like jesus jesus john like you it wouldn't be uh, a john cena match without him calling spots incredibly loud botchamania covers this a lot you would think after 20 years because uh-huh. I think I think it's almost been like twenty years. Uh, it's been a little over, yeah. Because he was he was in the early days of ruthless aggression, which were like oh three oh two. Yeah. He debuted in um, two thousand two, so twenty one yeah. years to be twenty one years. You would think the cameraman would know. Let's not go near John Cena. <laughs> like, oh no! Oh, they, they rotate over the years, so man, they zoomed in right on the dude, which is the funny. That's part. what got me. He like straight like went into John Cena's face as he's calling shots, <laughs> and then he zoomed back out to show up like solo, and I'm like. Uh, this like, cameraman got fired, right? Like right after the show. He probably did. And I feel bad if he did because uh, I don't think he knew. But yeah, he just, should know that John. Uh, he should know to not do that. It's John, I, I know it's your motto, but we can in fact see you. We can we can see the shots being called here. Uh, again, it's interesting because it's like the Judgment Day is on this like weird fifty fifty like win loss streak. The bloodline is on this weird like 50-50 win loss streak, and I'm like, are we straight up just back to 50-50 booking on these guys? Pretty it's, much. Okay, this week is convenient if they win. This we, this pay per view, we have to have them lose because of the team. And it's just like, man, the mystique of both Judgment Day and Bloodline have kind of like took a hit the last few weeks. Yeah, and on top of that, you know, they just seem to with Judgment Day, they just keep this they just seem to keep teasing the tension of them breaking up or but they, the thing is they, this group breaking up. They also teased it they they teased it straight out the War Games match. Sammy, KO, Cody, J versus Jimmy, Solo, Damian Priest. Like they they teased that on air, the bloodline and judgment day side by side and i'm like that's it that's all war games match like yep they've they've said that there will be a war games match at survivor series and i would not be surprised in the next week or two if the challenge is issued that hey it's going to be the four faces versus 
the four heels, or maybe if you get Dominic in, we get we throw LA Knight into the mix. You just have the five biggest faces of the company versus the the tag the the, the, the United heel teams, you know. And I'm Judgment like, Day, the bloodline united. I'm like, I can see it. It's going to be announced. I can already see the fucking render poster of the four faces and the four heels, and it's like, it's not even surprising it, anymore. They <laughs> like, won't have LA Knight. They'll they'll put John Cena in it. Yeah, if he's still around. Yeah, uh, he'll uh, still be around. I, I think, think I think he's still. I think that's part of his uh, ten his ten match farewell tour <laughs> that he's doing. Yeah. But they'll need him. Uh, also, uh, on a sidetrack back to the uh, Tuesday night war that we had last night, the numbers finally came out. Uh, WWE won by about 300,000, but they did not break a million. So even Undertaker and Cody Rhodes cannot save NXT. Nobody cares about NXT right now. <laughs> it's kind of sad, honestly. Because it's like, wow, even all these, the Undertaker, and you guys still couldn't break a million. And that's all the shit you're giving AEW all the time. All it's telling me is just nobody cares about this third brand. Like, it's like a big nostalgia fest. Unless you put guys from the main roster on there, you know, to help out with ratings, you're not going to see it. What got me is that okay. somebody, the first 20 minutes of each show, it was a 15 minute promo by Cody Rose on NXT. It was Swerve Daniel Bryan on AEW. I'm like, this is the thing. They are the alternative. I want to watch wrestling. <laughs> like, I want to watch a wrestling match. I'm going and to. And Swerve and Brian Danielson was really good last night. It yeah. was. It was yeah. fantastic. From everything I've seen, they have great fucking chemistry together. But yeah. also, it's just Daniel Bryan can probably rest, wrestle a paper bag, and I will give it five stars. <laughs> like, the man is that good. So, He's very good at what he does. Uh... I kind of don't like uh, Danielson winning. I think Swerve was could have really t- had that after you know beating Hangman and stuff like that too. I think it's just another surprise win would have been real nice. Mm-hmm. He lost due to Hangman, so they're probably gonna continue they're gonna that continue feud. that feud probably to the uh, what's next Full Gear. I think Full Gear is the next one. So we'll either get a big blow off during one of their like special edition episodes, or maybe actually draw it out to the pay per view. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they have great chemistry too. But yeah, that's the thing. It's just like three hundred thousand, kind of a big number. But even NXT didn't break a million with all these faces on it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for an off night, doing sixty or six hundred thousand on a night you don't normally do, that's pretty good for AEW. Like that's just, a, and it just shows wrestling fans win. They won last night yeah. like and, and i think people aren't seeing so i think people are, aren't seeing big picture they're looking at the individual numbers and they're saying well this company did better by like a hundred thousand who gives a shit yeah um, but but uh they're not seeing the that every there's a lot of wrestling for everybody yeah everybody and mm-hmm. i mean aw i mean just saying aw came out the gates we got titles on people that we want titles on you know and it's just like, hey, we're going to further these feuds. Like, AEW felt like a year one AEW show again. It was surprisingly good. Let's go, Sheeta. Meanwhile, Braun Breaker gets choked slammed by Undertaker because Braun called himself a badass. So, American badass Undertaker had to come out. I'm like, that's it? That's the, uh, that's the appearance? 
But they kind of teased it during the one of the trailers for um, NXT on Tuesday. Yeah, they did his gong. If you, they did his gong at the end of it. Surprises, man. Just don't even know. just have Undertaker show up. Yeah. It's like, if we know he's going to be there, it's going to hit a lot less. Like, uh, but yeah, so back to the longest match of the night, which was, I think I said it in Discord, the most WWE-ass last man standing match I have ever watched in my life. And your main event for Fastlane is like a B minus. <laughs> if it was like a grading scale they yeah. I think I checked out of this match when Shinsuke pulled out nunchucks like I think that's the point of this match where I was like oh okay this is what WWE is doing uh, there was what one table nunchucks they fought into the crowd uh, somebody was slammed off of like the second step of like a thing, so it wasn't even that big. Uh, there was one ladder that people went through. It was a crash pad involved. There was a crash pad, that little spot outside, visible yeah. on screen, right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right there. He bounced, Steph bounced off of it. Yeah. Uh, and then a Falcon Arrow. Through a platform, through a table of equipment. Very classic spot. And the 10 count and Rollins wins. I love Shinsuke. I fuck with Rollins at times. I want this feud to die. (laughs) Like, I don't want this feud to die. I want the matches to be more meaningful. I I don't. If WWE cannot do shit like Last Man Standing, if you're going to be fucking PG, I don't think you can get the same. Emotion oh, out of that, of that match. I don't, I don't know that. if PG means. Yeah, I don't think it means that. See, on top of that, they get so close with Shinsuke. Okay, they go out there. They seem to have a clear plan sometimes. <laughs> they give you just enough, and then they're they give like, you just enough, well, and then they just reel it back in. You know the guy with the that dollar not, sucker. The guy, yeah, yeah. It's like well, they get so close to booking Shinsuke perfectly, and it's like you know what? We're just not going to do that. We're just going to reel it back. So. The man. And now they're doing it again. The man is murdering Ricochet while talking shit to Seth, and you're having him lose 2-0 clean to Rollins. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck is Ricochet doing in this feud at this point? Like, this man is just getting murdered on a weekly basis by Shinsuke Nakamura. And it's just like, God, I just... Like, can we just take a can we just pick a direction with Shinsuke and just go in it? Yeah, can you just Instead pull of the... just having to go back and forth with him? He just pulled the trigger. Like, if this was last okay. man standing, they should have brutalized each other. And Rollins is showing damage already, like, going into this match. Like, Rollins can take the loss. How long has he had that title? He's had it since May 27th. Uh, whatever the, uh, the, the Saudi, that other Saudi pay per view he wanted that. I can't remember the name of it. So, January, February, so five, five months. About five feel, months. I feel like that's kind of a meaningful reign. You know, like, especially for a new title. I just, I don't yeah. know. And the thing is, you didn't have... Let me look this up real quick. You didn't have Damien cash in, despite the fact that Rollins was beat to shit. Like, it's just... The booking of this match, at the end of it, I was like, okay, Rollins is, like, feeling this match. This is where Damien cashes in. But, nope, Damien was hurt earlier in the night, so they hold off on that, too. 
And I'm just like, oh, so Shinsuke just second loss clean. Like, yeah, I'm like, OK, yeah, that's it was at Night of Champions. That's the name of it. I was like, yeah, that's that's fine. I love you, Shinsuke. You can go back to surfing now. Like, <laughs> it's just oh, this pay-per-view was like a nothing burger after that first match. It really was. It really just rolled down here really quick. And uh, I-, I wouldn't mind to see Shinsuke go back to New Japan Pro Wrestling at some point. Because uh, I really think they treated him a lot better there than they do now in WWE. Even though I, I think he- when he did interviews, he said he kind of prefers WWE a lot, but... Yeah, I, I don't mean, know, for, man. The longest, just... for the longest time, he didn't have to come into work. Like... Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, they-, they, just, they just get on the edge with Shinsuke, and they just, they just lose it. I don't they're know just... what the hell... They're seeing him as like this is the good villain for a champion, but they're never seeing him as the champion. Yeah, I, I think everything since his uh, intercontinental reign where he had uh, Sammy as like a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, like two years ago at this point? Like, I think that yeah, was like but... the last time he's had gold. So. I mean. It's just like, man, Shinsuke, you could. Be in the U.S. picture, you know, like at least get some title like you. If there's anybody that deserves that at this point, it's Shinsuke. Like the guy's been there long enough. He's been proven to be reliable and they just keep feeding him to people. And it's just like, OK, he's like the Miz now without as big of a loss record. Yeah. So. But uh, I think what's going to end up happening with that title is I know they're going to try to um, they know they're going to try to build towards Damian Priest cashing in on Seth Rollins at some point. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at Survivor Series or at the Royal Rumble, one of those two. But they're really building towards that because they keep teasing it. But uh, I don't know. I just wish that, you know, even if you're going to give Shinsuke the title, at least maybe a month or two. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean, do something with it. I think what needs to happen is I think they need to figure out what the fuck they're doing with Judgment Day. Are yeah. they doing the breakup? That's step one. Are they doing the breakup? Is there t- is there tension between Finn and Damien? Because there was a lot of it a few weeks ago, and then when JD came now, in, it seems like Finn and Damien don't have any tension between them anymore. So it's and like, then, and then we see you know JD getting choked up against the wall like that. Um, the meme with shared, the two girls. I shared that in the Discord. I'm like, these pictures have the same energy. And it's they just, it's just like he's choking JD McDonough up against the wall. And I just cracked up laughing when I saw this. Yeah, I shared it. It's, oh, it's like, him choking JD, and then it's a picture of the big girl lifting the smaller girl up. And I'm like, these pictures have the same energy. So, like, so my, my so my whole thing is. What are we so are we breaking up Judgment Day or are we keeping him together at some point? You know, just, what are we doing with him? Yeah, it's it's so weird because it's like, oh, we're teasing that Finn is being like suspicious of Damien now and all this other stuff. And then we have JD come in and I was like, oh, there was tension between JD and Dominic. And now it just seems like there's only tension between JD and uh, Damien yeah. in some way. Because I think uh, JD fucked up trying to interfere in the uh, Cody Rhodes Jey Uso match, and even Rhea Ripley was like getting on him about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, can we get the small man with the head one size too big out of the Judgment Day? <laughs> I don't know what it is about JD's like jawline, but it like his head looks one size bigger than it needs to be. He looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek a little bit. <laughs> 
of Billy Mitchell looking ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's like let's figure out what we're doing with Judgment Day. We know the bloodline is just Jimmy being a clown, Jay being serious, and they're waiting for Roman to come back. And based on teasing from NXT, Heyman's trying to get uh, Ava Rain brought in, you know, The Rock's daughter, which may lead into the Rock-Roman match after Roman loses the titles, you know, because mm-hmm. they've wanted that match forever. Hopefully that comes first. Hopefully Cody just takes the goddamn titles off and then you can throw The Rock at Roman and have him lose. I, I don't care. <laughs> like, just let's proceed with a champion that's actually there but if they're gonna do that i would do the roman cody match at the royal rumble because if you didn't have rock and roman as the main event of wrestlemania that's probably what they would have to do they do want rock and roman at wrestlemania and i'm like for god's sakes cody please just finish the story i'm tired of reading this has been 900 pages (laughs) like so that's what that's what i think should happen this is take do the Roman Cody match at the Royal Rumble, like maybe have the Rock cost Roman, you know, the titles. Give him to Cody. Cody can wrestle God knows who at WrestleMania. And we can have the Rock and Roman as the main event. Yeah. And uh it will work out. Yeah, it's just man. WWE is in a good place, like is in an okay place, like in a micro sense. But the whole macro of this fucking company is in shambles right now because just Roman's not there to be a champion. And it's just like. I'm like, God, you guys built your whole pandemic around this one guy, and then it's just like he has all this like history, like everything with Jay coming over and everybody's like, no, you fucked us over when you were helping Roman. And just like Roman, I do like that. I do like that story. I do like the con- I do like the continuity. Like I said, on a micro level, everything's working fine. But like when you look at the when you look at that roster as a whole and who is in what tiers of like wrestlers, it's just this company's in shambles. And I think we need to get it like reorganized a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was definitely like a B show pay per view. It definitely felt like one. I feel like they sufficiently sports entertained. Sufficiently sports entertained. They kind of blew their load on that first match. Yeah. Uh, like, that would have been the perfect match to end the night on after four okay matches. And then the, whatever the hell Charlotte was doing. But yeah, they're like, this nope, match open, with Jay, open with Jay and Cody to get the crowd hyped up and then just, like, let the crowd come down off that high in, like, a crash. <laughs> like, uh... That was like the monster energy drinks of WWE pay per yes. like You drink one and then you're just like all hyped up. And I, sl- crash it, I slammed and the monster. Like, I, sl- I slammed the monster and the cigarette starting my restaurant job. And by l- the end of lunch, I am crashing. Yeah. <laughs> the typical life for some people. That is the life of the line cook. <laughs> line cook. <laughs> line cook moment. Done. I gotta be to work at 8 a.m. I'm gonna smoke the cigarette and slam this monster, and by one o'clock they are in their car passed out trying to go home. <laughs> Seat yeah. back, relaxed, and just done <laughs> with everything. I worked at a I worked at a restaurant as a bus boy. I saw what that kitchen was doing. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, I was significantly sports entertained. Like that's we say that a lot about WWE shows, but it really is just the feeling these days. Because it's oh, just well, like 
I, I yeah. thought it wasn't a bad show. I thought it was decent. But like I said, we really could have did without Charlotte in that match. That because that just you had the only women's match on that show, obviously, and uh, it it could have just featured either somebody else or it could have just been Oscar and EO again. These you know, are having a better match than last time. These B shows are fucking weird too because it's like they just throw a dart at a board to figure out what titles are going to be on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this card had time for a Gunther match. You know, like show the IC title. I mean, you had Ray with uh, the U.S. title in his match. Like, Gunther's not on the show. Like, and he needed to be on this show. It could have we could have had like another Gunther Gable match. You know, for the Intercontinental or just, title, or just Gunther Champa and Gunther Champa and just like further the feud, like bring Chad Gable back into it. I want the title yeah. on Chad Gable, and I'm going to yell that off a mountain until it fucking happens. Uh, but no, it looks like they're leaning into uh the DIY versus Imperium. So mm-hmm. I'm also okay with that. I I'm okay with that. I'm good with that actually. It's just so weird in like the span of like two weeks, you have Johnny Gargano returning on a house show, getting squashed by Omos, and then him showing up to help Champa on TV like two weeks after that. It was just well, like that tune up match. Yeah. Welcome back, Gargano. Here's Omos. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean it's it's the B show. Now we just have to wait to see what the card for Survivor Series looks like. I'm already calling that yet. I'm already assuming the allied heels versus the four faces. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm seeing. Cause you had Sammy and KO like kind of make up with Jay a little bit on TV. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. There's like a respect now. So yeah. that's probably going to be one of the big matches. I feel like we're going to get a Jade Cargill match at survivor series. It'll be her first match. Probably. It'd be her, a debut. Her big, her big debut. Like they'll probably have her do her normal like TV squashes. I can imagine if I had to guess, her first match on TV will probably be against Natalia. That seems like it's Natalia's role, you know, mm-hmm. to help uh, new people put on a good match. Mm-hmm. I mean, job security. Natalia hasn't been released yet, so job security. Job security. And uh, yeah. That's fast lane. Like, That's fast lane, baby. Uh, looking up, I'm actually going to uh go here. What is next for us? Crown next. jewel. We're not going to cover crown jewel. We're not going to. We we're don't not, cover account. Not, we yeah. do not cover crown jewels. So for the next ten years, we will never be covering crown jewel. Okay, so that leaves full gear next. Uh, Survi- Survivor series in November. And then I believe full gear. Uh, 2023. Yes, it'll be a week apart. So November 18th will be full gear, oh and then the 25th will be Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. We the only match that I know we're getting for full gear right now is MJF versus Jay White, which I'm actually kind of excited for. Looking forward to it. I feel like this will be where they do the big reveal of who was in the Devil Mask. I think mm-hmm. they're going to keep teasing it on TV for the rest of this month. I don't think we're going to get an answer on TV. It was I Adam think... Cole. They lied about the ankle injury. Did you see the fucking vignette where they're all injured sitting on lawn chairs and Adam Cole's like mowing the, gra- mowing the grass? That was <laughs> on one leg. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, what the fuck? But then it's like, hey, we'll have we'll do an eight man tag team. 
but your friends aren't here. And then he has to go to Max Caster, who has been like messing with him on Twitter as like a stalker. And he's like, I need your help. <laughs> I like whatever little mini storyline right now is going on between Max Caster and MJF. It's actually really funny. <laughs> it is. It like, really is. You've been tweeting some weird shit at me. You're a stalker, man. <laughs> and then just Max Caster's fanboy. And, uh, God, they were the story of the acclaim should have its own documentary. These two four series on that. These two were not a team. They were just thrown together for dark and two matches in. They were already hyped with the crowd. Like it, it was just something that it happened and they didn't know that it needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Like one of Tony Khan's greatest decisions, I think is putting those two together and just look at them like it's it. It paid off like it was just one of those things where it's like i'm just gonna throw these two together and it's like i now have a fan favorite tag team <laughs> like yeah it's just one of those things where you know he figured out that maybe two people that you think could work together could probably work together really well and it just turned into a phenomenon like the acclaimed i believe are pure homegrown talent at its finest yes which is what aw i think needs to get back to home growing their talent like that and it is it's getting back to a point we have hobbs we have hobbs coming in and squashing chris jericho putting him with don Callis was probably another great yeah. decision that was made because uh, he the, needs somebody like Callis. If you think about it aside from osprey the forward. don aside from osprey the don Callis stable is homegrown talent uh for mm-hmm. the most part i mean you can say takesha is ddt and all that, but I mean, for an American audience, he is a, an AEW guy. You have Wardlow coming back, being a little more heelish, it looks like, just not even pinning his opponents, just beating them to the point they can't fight back anymore. Uh, I'm happy to see Wardlow back. Yeah, I just don't want them don't to mind. do. I don't want them to do another nine weeks of like squash matches before his first big feud, though. Like I want him to start having a storyline. Uh, yeah, I mean, they went back to the roots. Orange Cassidy has the title again. Sheeta has her title again. You know, it's like, here's the AW people back on top. Now, like, if they can only just let Sheeta run with this division for a while. I swear to God, if we go... build up that fucking title. It's third time's the charm, right? <laughs> like, it should be, you would think. But uh, I just want them to do something with Akara Sheeta this time because... If they take that build off for after two months, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I am. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy seemed to have a little bit more of like a heelish, like Gollum obsession with his title. It seemed like when he got it back, he almost like completely walked past best friends, not acknowledging them yeah. as he like looked at the gold. It's very Champa Goldie. And I'm like, I would love actually to see that as like a new character arc for Orange Cassidy, just like doing whatever he can to hold on to this title. Hmm. Uh, I think that's a great character development. But again, we say this every show. It's just a good time to be a wrestling fan. Yep. Like, it's in a good spot. I feel ve- I, we are living in the 90s era wrestling again of just competition, great wrestling, characters are coming back. It's just oh, after like 15 years of just dog shit, <laughs> we're back to actually real true wrestling again. I can name champions on four, at least four different promotions, which is something I never was able to do. Yeah. Like NJ, NJPW Strong. Yep. Uh, Patty Kingston. 
Eddie Kingston. Who got knocked uh, out fucking cold <laughs> by <yeah>. Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> so, NJP, NJPW an NJPW title, I can name it the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, Athena. Best yeah. thing going on. It's best thing going on in Ring of Honor right now. I mean, New Japan is on a roll now. You have Sonata. You have Will Ospreay as UK champion. And like, actually, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give props to Impact Wrestling too because you follow that lately. It's been really good. You know, Alex Shelley is their champion. Uh, Chris Saban is the X Division champion. Um, these guys are putting together some of the best TV they've put together since you know the whole Hogan fiasco. You know, the so, uh, the Dixie yeah. Carter era. The, shit, I don't want to put that out of <laughs> the, my mind. The Vince Russo, Dixie Carter era that almost killed yeah. the company. But Impact is in a, a better place than it was years ago, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah. for them. And I mean, they have character. They have good characters too. They feel like old school, like Southern style wrestling for the most part, with a lot of like their top guys. But then they you just have like the old, But then you just have Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they have, they have, they feel like the old NWA. Yeah, know, from a, you know, not the one, not the they most recent NWA, NWA, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but, but like, uh, it feels more like the old. It feels more like the NWA than the actual NWA does now because I can't man, name these, one person who wrestles in modern day NWA besides Tyrus, and yeah. no, it's only because people were mad on Twitter about it. <laughs> and he retired, and he retired. So you know, I think that really did some damage to the NWA. Oh, it, it um, was. Years ago, the guy believe. who used to be Damian Sandow. Yeah, him. He's uh, he's on there. Yeah, he's on. Yeah. He's a regular. I forgot that. I completely forgot that EC3 beat Tyrus. That just shows how much of an impact EC3 has made on this fucking wrestling thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot he existed. Every, every attempt he made uh, is never gonna beat up Derek Bateman. He will no. never control his narrative. <laughs> like, <laughs> he never will. Uh. I like how I was like, hey, we're going to start a wrestling company and then instantly cross in Braun, do the disappearing like piece to go back to WWE. <laughs> it's like, oh, Vince can't, oh, Vince is off his contract. Hey, you, yeah, EC3, have fun with that. We're going back, make some money, man. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, whether you watch WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor or New Japan, everybody right now is killing it. Like, mm -hmm. this is a great era of wrestling. And even, uh, GCW has Maki Ito showing up more often. And I love moment. and I love her. I love her as a character. She's just Maki Ito versus uh what the hell's his name now? Zack Ryder? Uh Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Yeah. He kicked her between was, the legs was... and she sold no sold it because she doesn't have balls. <laughs> and I was like, that's the most wrestling thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. That was great. Uh I was like, that's really funny because he just keeps trying. I'm like, I love Matt Cardona. Like, I'm so glad I got to see him live at a at a VCW show here months ago. Yeah, they were VC fantastic. They were. You know, living in Virginia, we do have a wrestling promotion in the area out of our city of Norfolk, mm -hmm. and I have just not gone to one. And I feel like Unique. I just feel like I should. Like. <laughs> Like you really need to go to it, uh, Sharky, because I had such a had such a wonderful time there. You I, know, they have good talent in that promotion too. Uh, Virginia Championship Wrestling. Yeah. If you look them up on YouTube, you can see them as well. And uh, yeah, I, I would fully suggest you go to one of those shows. I I remember seeing that they had like they had Virgil show up. I think we had Ron Simmons in like one event a few years ago. 
Yeah. Like they get people, they get actual people to come in. And yeah, they had uh, Matt Cardona a little while ago. It's just in Sharky thinks that the people who wrestle regularly for VCW aren't actual people. No, I, they, I know <laughs> that they are people. I know that I probably have one give me my Burger King burgers. You know, these are people that probably have day jobs. Yeah. And oh, at, they all do. And at night, they do what Jim Cornette would call the Outlaw Mud Show. But. <laughs> Hell, I'm friends with a couple of guys who wrestled in VCW, so, uh, yeah. Sweet, have them plug the podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Benjamin Banks and Max Moore, uh, Mad Max Morrison. I would love to be like, hey, we watch the podcast. We want you guys to be interviewers. <laughs> and it's just like the next show. It's just like, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, microphones. I'd be like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Get me out of my house. <laughs> I am inside most of the time. Right. This is our, this is our resume, VCW. This is our resume. <laughs> Ten years of content creation. Let's go. But uh, yeah. I mean, wrestling's just in general is in a good fucking place right now. I think the pandemic really helped it. I think people not being able to leave their house often probably got a lot of people back into wrestling, especially you can, when you consider that it's year two of AEW. So it's like, hey, there's this new thing, and hey, WWE is still doing stuff. I think the pandemic helped to get eyes back on the product and it's just kind of stayed. And now we actually have competition in wrestling. So it's just going to bring out the best of both companies. Mm hmm. But yeah, that's all. My, that's my thoughts on wrestling and fast lane right now. We have yeah. a m month in a week until we do our back to back <laughs> again. Again. And I spend another $50. <laughs> so. Oh, no. I do it and I play it in the Discord where we all can hang out and watch it. So, yeah. But like I said, uh, I'm not covering Ground Jewel. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good show, no, no, no doubt. But if there's something that gonna... leads into SummerSlam, we'll have to mention it, but we are not going yeah. to review it. Mostly yeah. because it doesn't matter because Braun Strowman is still the greatest Royal Rumble winner. He so. still has that big green, uh, and they just don't acknowledge nope. it. They don't <laughs> acknowledge it. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's it. Anybody else have any final thoughts here? No, nope, I'm good. All I'm right. good. So thanks, everybody, for watching this episode. I know we kind of got long winded there at the end, but honestly, there was just not a lot to talk about for Fastlane. It was just not. It was an all right show, but it just was not anything to be like, tell your friends about. Tell them if they want to watch wrestling, watch this show. Sometimes like, pay-per-views are just filler, guys. You got to remember that. Yeah. Uh, we are this in the is why weird. You only pay seven bucks for for Peacock versus like fifty bucks for every pay per view that that uh, AEW produces. If the yeah. if the AEW pay per views stop being quality, I will stop buying them. <laughs> but I can pay for a card that has fourteen matches and it still goes by in like four hours. <laughs> like it's wild how well paced some of those pay per views are. But thank you all for watching. This has been this episode of Square Triangle. You guys can find us uh, in our link down in the description. Go over to the RSS page. You will find a listen on tab where you can see every service we're on. Uh, most of the time it's on Spotify, but if you don't have Spotify, there are other uh, options there. It's like iHeartRadio I, I and like weirdly enough, we're on the fucking Audible's podcast. Like... I looked at my Audible app and I saw us <laughs> on it, so it's like, oh, this just loads us everywhere. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but most people are probably listening on Spotify. But if not, and you're listening to something else, check out that listen on tab. You'll see where you can listen to us. I don't know why I'm talking. If you 
don't know that we're on your other service, you're probably not listening to us. Unless you're watching us on YouTube. You tell us where you're listening in from. That that'd be that's a good thought experiment here. Yeah. And I mean, we took a also we took a viewer request a few months back uh for an older pay-per-view. And while it wasn't the most exciting pay-per-view, because it was all the weird patriotism time, if there's an older pay-per-view you all want us to watch, something from like the Attitude Era or anything like that, you know, let us know and we'll check it out. I'd love to get more like viewer stuff in here. I gotta find an uncensored version of it. Yeah, I mean, we probably there will probably be censored anything that has Benoit on it. So, uh, I still have the warning on the front of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'd love to hear from you guys in comments and viewer requests. You can have it here on YouTube or you know our Facebook. Uh, if we don't check it, sometimes Haley does check all of our messages and stuff like that. Miss Haley. So we are kind of like kind of divvying stuff up a bit, but we'll let you guys go. Thank you all for watching this episode, and yeah, we'll see you all this with is a fucking office meeting, Sharky. Shut up. <laughs> then why? Then why are we on a Zoom like <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, we'll be back for full gear and Survivor Series, which will hopefully be way more exciting than this. So take care, everybody. See you all later. See you later. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Squared Triangle. Find us wherever you get your podcasts under the Without Context Podcast. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at WC Network.